Welcome to the best of seven presented by the big lead. I am Kyle Coster. What a weekend of football. We just came off Liam McCune, my cohort in making picks is here. And Liam, we went three and three. We sat through a lot of bad football on the season. We are still 12 games over 500 as we enter the divisional round. What was your major takeaway from the first three days of football? Well, the wild card weekend was not as super as uh, everybody claimed it to be. I believe I saw a stat last night. There were zero second half lead changes throughout the entire weekend, which, you know, I wish that wasn't so. It would have been a little bit more fun if these games were a little bit more interesting. But as far as the purposes of our podcast here, I feel okay about our performance. I think it was definitely a little bit of a come down to earth uh, moment for me. I was feeling real, real good about our picks coming into it. I really thought the Eagles were going to keep it close. I thought everybody was crazy for picking the Niners as their favorite upset pick. We end up being super duper wrong on both those counts. Um, But, you know, I'm ready to get back at it for the divisional round. I think that these games, these lines in particular, are uh, ripe for the taking here. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, I think I'm with you on the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles – pick I regretted the moment the game started so I knew we were in trouble there we're going to try to avoid taking the free candy too much and luckily there are no juicy lines for us to decide that we're going to uh, take too big of a bite of let's get right to it normally we do the seven best picks there are only four games on the board so these will be our best four picks the game we are least confident about going in the weekend I will go first at number four the Kansas City Chiefs are two and a half point favorites over the Buffalo Bills. And I got to be honest here, I'm kind of pulling for Buffalo to win. I feel like Buffalo is going to win, but I'm going against myself, if only for Patrick Mahomes. Now, the Chiefs struggled for a quarter and change before waking up and dropping 42 points on the Steelers. They're moving the ball at will. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills destroyed a team destroyed you I have to imagine with a 34 point win that could have been 55 in my mind these are the two best teams remaining in the playoffs I talked about it on a podcast yesterday with fan sided's Matt Lombardo he tended to agree in many ways this is the Super Bowl and I think it's going to come down to who has the football last who is able to put the final points on the board because I don't think either of these defenses is going to be able to come up with a big stop when it matters We'll take the home team because this is under three. You win with a field goal. I expect this line to bump up to go to three. I think they're trying to get a lot of the amateur money in right now because they think that it's going to be too alluring for them to decline to take. Give me the Chiefs. Give me Butker with a field goal to win it. Real narrow here. I think this is going to be the game of the weekend and maybe the game of the playoffs. But considering what Kansas City has done looking this good, this many consecutive weeks. I know that Buffalo's ceiling might be a bit higher, but I think week to week, Kansas City is the more trusted and proven entity since about nine weeks ago. Here's what worries me about the Bills, right? On Saturday, they had a game where literally every single thing that could have gone right went right. They had the first ever perfect game in NFL history where they scored an offensive touchdown on each of their possessions until it was time to kneel down and run out the clock. A lifetime of watching sports suggests to me that after a game where everything goes right, things are not going to go as right the following week. And that 
you know, that could mean that the Bills are just not as perfect, which would still mean they're very good. But the other thing about it is that the Bills tend to come down a little bit after playing the Patriots. This past year, for example, when the Bills came into Foxborough and put a similar beat down down on New England, they went home and hosted Atlanta and the New York Jets. And in both of those games, kind of let these bad teams linger a little bit. And you got to think it's at least partially because of that emotional come down from beating a division rival. And this was their biggest win over their biggest division rival in God knows how long, really. So I think from, you know, it's not like they're going to have trouble getting up for a divisional playoff game, but I do think that there is a little bit of a downturn coming. And then there's the Chiefs. I mean, I, you know, the Chiefs have been, as you said, Kyle, really good the last couple of weeks. I thought that their performance against the Steelers was the first time we've really seen the, like, the Chiefs that everybody is scared of maybe all year. They were hitting their deep shots. They were getting those deep shots. Patrick Mahomes was essentially perfect. The thing is about the Chiefs that they get off to slow starts. That's been a problem for a very long time for some reason in the playoffs. We saw it last year, as you noted in the column here, that Buffalo got out to a 9-0 lead in last year's conference championship game. But overall, I don't think that it's ultimately going to be a very close game. I think two and a half is, you know, that's just too small of a line to try to bet the bills right now. If it ends up being three, maybe think about it. But I see the Chiefs, especially at home, kind of slowly gaining momentum as a championship squad. I want the Bills to win. I don't think the Bills have it in them. Yeah, to put a cap on this, it's almost like Kansas City knows that they have Patrick Mahomes and that getting off to a hot start is not important. I don't know if those two things are related. I don't know if they intentionally coast or it's just kind of something that happens naturally. But the evidence is right there. It happened last year in the AFC Championship game, like we just talked about, 9 nothing. Suddenly the switch flipped and Kansas City won easily going away. How many times have they done that in the playoffs? Conversely, if Buffalo falls down 10 nothing and the Chiefs get off to a somewhat reasonably good start, it's really tough to imagine mounting a comeback against an offense that's going to continue to put points on the board with such regularity. What is our third best pick of the weekend? Our third best pick of the weekend is the Titans getting three and a half points over the Bengals. I like the Titans in this one, mostly because this is Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor's first away playoff game. The Titans are a veteran squad. They've won playoff games the last two seasons. They know what it takes to get it done when the weather gets cold in January. But obviously, most importantly for this particular Tennessee team, the first round bye meant that we will presumably have our first look at what this entirely healthy team looks like maybe all year. We're talking healthy Derrick Henry, of course. That'll be the big number for the weekend. But we're also talking healthy A.J. Brown and healthy Julio Jones. That is the three-headed monster that the Titans put together this offseason, hoping that would dominate the NFL. Myriad of injuries has ensured that rarely, if ever, are all three on the field at one time. But that first round by, everybody gets healthy. Now, the thing about the Bengals' win over the Raiders last week is that it was not particularly confidence inspiring if you watched it from beginning to end the second half it kind of seemed like the Bengals almost fell asleep a little bit and their defense just let the Raiders walk down the field and needed an interception at the one yard line to win that game a win is a win obviously but when we're looking forward 
that's not something that makes you think that they can come in and upset the number one seed in the AFC, even if that number one seed isn't as scary as a team with Patrick Mahomes or even a team with Josh Allen. Now, I'm also not sure Zach Taylor is the greatest coach for a Joe Burrow-led offense. I think that, you know, when Zach Taylor really opens up the passing game, that's when great things happen. But he really had, he really just loves to run the ball early. He loves to run the ball in first and second down. And if the Titans can get the Bengals into a bunch of third and long situations where Mike Vrabel can unleash some of his crazy, crazy defenses on Joe Burrow and make him hesitate for even a second, Cincinnati's patchwork offensive line is really going to show itself. And I think that that uh, Jeffrey Simmons guy for Tennessee is going to have a huge game in the middle of the line. Ultimately, I just uh, I think, you know, Bengals, great season, nice ride. This feels like a game where the veteran team reminds the rookie playoff team that they've got a long way to go. Once again, we are going with the opposite of kind of what I want to happen from a narrative standpoint. I have to imagine that Mike Vrabel has been sitting in his office for a week now and has another week going forward being like Jay Jonah Jameson of Spider-Man. Get me more defenders on Jamar Chase. Now there might be three defenders and Jamar Chase might go for 150 and two scores because I don't know if we've, we've never seen a rookie receiver like this. I don't know the last receiver we've seen like this at all. He was fantastic in that win over the Raiders. And I think He's still going to be able to put points on the board. You look at the Titans, they are disrespected. They're disrespected for a reason because nothing jumps off the page, but they are the number one seed. And like you said, they were pretty fine without Derrick Henry. Interjecting Derrick Henry back into the mix is totally going to change what this team is and how we perceive it. And I think that the odds that they come out here and look like a true number one seed at home rested after a season of overachieving, it's pretty good. If you're wrong here, then Joe Burrow happened. And I think you take your medicine, but I think if you're putting money on the line, Tennessee is the right side because it seems more likely than not that they're going to come out and take care of business. It's not our number one pick. It's not our number two pick. I think it's slotted perfectly at three. I think it's going to be close, but exactly what you said. We never know what someone's going to look like in their first road playoff game. Burrow was the picture of poise and measuredness at home. I do think that that change changes in a hostile crowd pick of the weekend is one that I care deeply about. And it's the Rams getting three points against the Buccaneers in Tampa. Let's go, Matthew Stafford. The guy apparently can play. He was dynamite last night. Sean McVay went out there and put together a balanced attack on the ground, through the air. Odell Beckham Jr. caught a touchdown pass, threw a pass, it's like we went into a time machine and it was 2015 again. I loved it. Suddenly this super team that we were anointing is kind of like the Brooklyn Nets of the NFL looked a lot like the full strength Brooklyn Nets last night against Arizona, totally overmatched, totally just shut down everything that Kyler Murray was trying to do. A big part of that was Aaron Donald getting pass rush on Tom Brady is essential as is controlling the clock. They are going to get pressure on him. Donald up front. They controlled the football for 36 minutes against the Cardinals. Keep Tom Brady off the field. That's the recipe for the upset right here. And I believe, Liam, I really believe 
that Matt Stafford is going to have another chance to win another playoff game late here. And I think he's going to get it done. I think he ends Tom Brady. I think the Rams advance. I'm fired up about it. As you can tell, I got some promises that he needs to fulfill for me. And I still remain confident in all seriousness, though. I thought that Los Angeles looked damn good last night. And it almost made you forget all the hiccups that have been going on in recent weeks. And if you were to enter this weekend, say two months ago, that LA is going to Tampa Bay for this game. And here's what their offense, here's what their defense looked like the last Sunday, or in this case, Monday night, you would have taken that LA pulls the upset. Tom Brady goes home, Matthew middle name Stafford. For all the listeners out there, Kyle is indeed very fired up about this. There was a lot of hand movement in that last monologue. It was very emphatic, uh, but I agree with him. I think that the Rams did look outstanding last night. The Cardinals obviously had a lot of their own problems going on, but I thought in particular the Rams' defensive plan was really impressive after that unit has been really inconsistent all year. And that's going to be the big thing, obviously, against a Tom Brady-led team. And now, like, the Eagles got picked apart by Tom Brady because – they refused to change what they were doing until it was too late. And they also played the classic Tom Brady's going to rip you apart coverage, which is just a lot of soft zone. The Rams as evidenced by their playoff win last night, have a little bit more of a creative defense, uh, defensive scheme. And I think they're, they're going to do, you know, what the Eagles should have done, which is basically take away Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski and make Tom Brady beat you with Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and Cameron Bray. That may or may not be a winning formula, but that's definitely better than letting Mike Evans somersault into the end zone for a touchdown. If you're looking for an upset pick this week, I really, really like the Rams. I think I'm not sure if I'm with Kyle on the last second uh, March for Matthew Stafford, two minute drill type deal. I think the Rams might actually, you know, have the lead going into the last few minutes and it might be on Tom Brady to make that happen. And he's made it happen a lot, but he doesn't make it happen all the time, especially when he doesn't have the kind of talent to throw to as his go-to guy. Uh, and he's lacking it this year. I do like the Rams. I don't think, you know, Tampa Bay is not Los Angeles. I'm not sure how great of a home field advantage that is comparatively though. The Rams are used to playing in that warm weather. If it's rainy, that changes things a little bit, but not a lot. The Rams were clicking on every level, and I know that we get on Sean McVay and kind of these Rams about how big these names are and how little they've achieved. But last night, I feel excised some some demons and some pressure on that front. I think Matthew Stafford has got he's you know he's got it out of his system. He got that playoff win. Now he can really lock in. And I'm not sure if the Buccaneers are uh, well suited on defense to take advantage of the occasional Matthew Stafford blunder that can kill a team. McVay loves that play action. He loves the run misdirection. When you have a very athletic defense like Tampa Bay, maybe they over pursue. Maybe McVay comes up with a game plan to use that against them. That's some deep X's and O's stuff. You can tell that I am particularly invested in this one. Liam, the best bet of the weekend is? The Niners versus the Green Bay Packers. The Niners are five and a half point underdogs, which is a crazy line that legitimately shocked my co-host Kyle here when we were discussing it before the podcast. Uh, I think that five and a half is a whole lot of points to give Green Bay. You know, with that said, we're talking, we're playing in Green Bay. 
I believe I saw that it was supposed to be on the chillier side, which is a difference than when the last time these two teams met up north, it was a little bit warmer for a January game when they met a couple of years ago. But I mean, really, listen, the Niners looked really good last week uh, on Sunday. Did they look like a championship winning team? I do not think so. I am not recommending that you go money line here and bank on the 49ers upsetting the Packers at home after the Packers got a week of rest. But I am saying that this game is going to be closer than what is effectively a touchdown spread. I think that the run game that San Francisco has remains one of the best in the league. Green Bay has a pretty talented defense, but a lot of these guys only start, or a lot of their key players, I should say, only started playing recently. Last couple of weeks, they've come back from the IR. I don't know if they're going to be ready to go against the Kyle Shanahan scheme. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make that back-breaking mistake that will cost the Niners this game, but I do think it's going to be way closer than Vegas apparently thinks it is. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. He's definitely going to be remembering when he last saw these Niners in the playoffs when they blew him out in San Francisco. But five and a half points, that's a lot. That's just a lot of points. I think this is just a really, really tempting bet. And I think in terms of, you know, when you look, when you look at these teams, when you look at the fact that 49ers Packers playoff games tend to go a little sideways more often than not. And when you consider the rest of the bets on the board, I really like this as the number one pick to this week. Really good summation. Here's what I'll say about the weather element. Yes. The low is supposed to be two Saturday night in Lambeau. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch it, but I don't think that that's really going to have a big impact on this Niners team because they're run based. They're not expecting Garoppolo to throw the ball all over the yard. Rogers seems to have this innate ability to put points up through the air when it's super cold. And maybe that is what comes back to burn San Francisco, but they have, but I was very impressed at what they did against Dak Prescott. I know that this defense has taken kind of its lumps, uh, headed into the playoffs. They looked awesome. They made the plays when it mattered. I love the game plan. Shanahan has the best weapon out there in Debo Samuel. And I think you enumerated the points that make this to me, that make this a matchup of two really good teams. One in which I'm not so sure who's going to win. I also think this, and this is not analysis based, is I think that there's a chance that the Niners are a team of destiny this year. I'm getting really strong vibes when it comes to that. And I think the winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. So there you have it. That would be a future pick against Matt Stafford, but I'm probably not going to go on record in that. If the Rams win, I will be celebrating uh, as a neutral journalist here. Those are our four best picks for the divisional round. Keep it tuned to thebiglead.com, our brick-and-mortar website. Listen to the Best of Seven, our past archives. Listen to my show, The Cal Coster Show. Check out Liam. Follow him on Twitter. He's got He's been breaking some news lately. That's pretty cool. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Enjoy the football. 